This podcast is proudly supported by the Bartronica Bar, the home of retro. You can find Bartronica at 335 Flinders Lane in the heart of Melbourne CBD. It's half museum, half bar. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram and become part of the Bartronica community. Us again on the Arcade Perfect podcast. It's me, Daz, and my fellow co-host, Mr. Tagstar. How you doing, mate? I'm doing well, Daz. Not too bad at all, thank you. After yeah. that first podcast, getting in the flow of it a little bit. Yeah, thanks for everyone that's downloaded. It was uh, well received, and we're really happy with that. So, thanks heaps. Yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, um, but with us, we already got a guest on. How's that? Um, we have uh, Mr. Tim Arnold from the Retro Domination Podcast and Geekdom United Podcast. How you going, dude? Good. I, I, I get around, don't I? You do. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> no, for the invite, lads. No worries, man. I knew because we picked uh, our type for this episode, and we thought I thought of you because I knew you were a big fan of it, Mr. Schmup. Yeah. So thought, who else? Who else to ask? Oh, you know, I'm honoured. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> it's been it's been good to sort of um, plug away and um, replay some of the um, the R type stuff. So it's good, good. But we'll get onto that yeah. soon. Yes. Yeah. Did you did you have the original uh, Master System version then, uh, Tim? Yes, I do. I did use an emulator, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I do actually have have it on um, the original cartridge. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you so just I couldn't ch- be bothered to couldn't be bothered to blow the car, blow in the cartridge and get it working. Oh, everything everything's currently in storage. Um, we're just really quick side story. We've got a really small house. Um, I've got like a games room, but it's kind of used more for storage at the moment. Um, and everything's kind of packed away. And you know, if I just want to play some retro stuff, I'll just I'll whack on the emulator. With much to the dismay of, it, of probably some of the <laughs> listeners out there, but yep. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I know. So what, we're actually doing a house extension soon. So once that pops up, then hey, invite me back on. And I'll actually use proper proper hardware, just just to please the fans. <laughs> so. Episode two, yeah. take two. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. So, so we're doing R type, Sean. Would you like to uh, yes. give us a bit of a, you know, some info about the game? R-Type, yeah. So uh, R-Type was released in 1987, yeah, of all years. So, um, hmm. yeah, it's good, good shoot em up. Um, came two years after Gradius. Uh, I think when I look back over shoot em ups in the 80s, they're probably the two games that, that stand out to me, Gradius and R-Type. Uh, very fond memories of them. And they just looked amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's been ported to a lot of systems. So having a little look at it, it was over 19 versions of this game came out across on uh, many systems. Uh, yeah, and I had a few of them, a fair few of them myself. I don't know about you guys. Oh, uh, I've, did you, I've, did you I've have many copy, different copies of it? Yeah, pirated copies. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. Not going to lie. <laughs> I, think I, I think I just uh, paced the engine 
um, Master System, and I think at one point I may have rented the Game Boy version. So, yeah, right. I think I definitely had the C sixty four version, had the Amiga version, and then probably just the more recent versions of it that came out on the, on the Xbox. Oh yeah, got so that one yeah, so a bit of a gap in in my history of having it, but uh, definitely had it early on in the in the day. What about you, Daz? Well, um, yeah, I've got R Type on the PC Engine, which unfortunately is only half the game, because um, <laughs> R Type One and Two on the PC Engine is is the one game, but they mm. yep. they rectified that with the Turbo Graphics version. I think I think it's got like more memory on it, so it's got the full game on that. But yeah, I've only got R Type One on the PC Engine. Um, I do own. The Master System version, as well, yep. um, and then yeah, I'll, but then I'll be going to R Type Delta, etc., which I have on the PS2, and and I and I do own the Xbox 360 um, arcade version as well, which is quite good. Yeah, yes, yeah, it is good, isn't it? Yeah, it's got both versions in there, hasn't mm. it? And uh, is that yeah, when they re- released the? They did like a. They did like the the virtual cabs as well. Yes, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that was yeah. that was really good actually. Yeah, it's yeah, called Art Type Dimensions. I think it's called. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I did buy that back yeah. in the day. Jeez, but yeah. back in the day, Xbox three hundred and sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably like eight years ago though. Now something like that. <laughs> yeah, wow, flies. Yeah, it was like a. They did like a two point five D version of it, didn't they? Where it was. That's right. You, yeah, you, you could play it. You could play it horizontally, like the arcade in the and. With a push of the button, you could it would it would put a bit of an angle on it. Sort of like that so isometric totally, sort of style. Yeah, so they totally redrew it in 3D to be able to do that, which is pretty pretty cool. So hopefully mm. uh, enough people bought it. Mm. Did, did you know that it was published by Nintendo in um in the US in the arcades? I did. Yeah, I read up on it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was about it. But uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. that's really weird. I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. A friend, Greg Powell, mentioned it. So, um, oh, yeah. wow. It's, it's in a Donkey Kong style cab, isn't it? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but then it didn't come out on the NES. Yeah, how weird is that? Which is surprising. Uh, came out on the better 8-bit system, didn't it? <laughs> that's right, yeah. on the Sega. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wink, 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 nudge. <laughs> Boom! Uh, <laughs> Are you a Sega fanboy then, Tim? Uh, of course, yeah, naturally. So, no, yeah, I've, okay, I've, I, right. the Mars System was the first console that I got um, back in the day. Oh, I had some other weird thing, but that's another long story. But the the first one that I adored and that was the first sort of mainstream one was the Mars System. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a Mars System fan. So, yeah, no, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say I don't like Nintendo, but, you know. I'm a bit, a little bit partial. So, I guess do you want to go into the the different versions we've looked at, fellas? Yeah, who would? I, I'd, I'd like to go first, seeing that I've probably reviewed the most, so I won't be long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with. Um, I've got to get this one out of the way because it, it drove me insane. Was the ZX Spectrum version? Now. Mm. A lot of people say it's it's an accomplishment on that system, and I agree. With um with with a forty eight k, it actually accomplished a lot, and it looks good when you're looking at screenshots. But when you play it, 
it is a, it's a mess to me. It, it, the bleeps and boops and the sound on it's just dreadful. And the color clash, it's like, or everything's the same color. And it's, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's absolute crap, absolute crap. And I just don't understand how, how people just love it so much. It just, just, yeah, it's, it's shit. <laughs> it's, it's I shit. Guess it's, I guess it's, if, if they've had that, and that was their only port that they had um, their hands on, I guess that's, that's why they're probably fond of it, but. If if you kind of spoil it for choice, then I can you could probably regard it as shit. But I guess yeah. like specky fans that that were diehard, that's all I had was that. They're probably just like you know what I'm happy to have an R type, yeah, <laughs> whatever format is <laughs> coming in. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah it's hard. Look, I mean, like like I said, the last podcast with um ghouls and ghosts. You know, if 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 you didn't know better, you'd be happy with it. Mm. But you know, there's still people now that go back and play this ZX Spectrum version. I just don't get it. But um, yeah, for me, it's nowhere near an arcade perfect pod um podcast. I was gonna say arcade perfect version. <laughs> no chance. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> terrible. 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 Who would like to go next? I'm angry now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Need a good version to talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, can I talk about a subpar version? Go for it. Yeah, go um, for it. I, I checked out the uh, Nintendo Game Boy um, version. I'll get onto the other one a little bit later on, which is yep. vastly superior. <clears throat> but um, it, it is a bit of a... It's pretty impressive that they did get it on that tiny little sort of, you know, greeny, sort of yellowy, black and white screen <laughs> on the Game Boy. Um, it's always a bit of a, a hard thing to sort of pull off um, with shmups, when you got small bullets going and flying, and you get the monochrome screen on those, it, it was always really hard to sort of see. Sometimes pixels flying past and things like that. Mm. Um, so they kind of pull off R-type, kind of not too badly. Um, everything's kind of a little bit bigger than um, the, I guess the arcade port because um, it's obviously a, it's, a, Small. it's a smaller screen so they've, they've actually enlarged the sprite so there's less enemies than what you would have in say like the PC Engine version or the arcade version I guess mm. um, yep. so there's less enemies um, some of it's a little bit hard to see like your bullets and things like that and as I said like being like a, such a little screen if, if you say put it up on an emulator sorry cough cough I'm, I'm a pirate <laughs> it would probably be a little bit better to Arr. see but if you was like as I said I rented it back in the day because I was a big R-Type fan and um, I didn't have one of those fancy lights you sort of strapped onto your Game Boy um, I, I just used like a, a reading lamp over the top um, and that was okay but it's like you know it's it's very hard to pick smaller sort of details um, there's mm. a bit of sprite flicker in it um, I guess one of the big downfalls because the soundtrack to R-Type is actually really, really impressive. Um, there's some really um, yeah. iconic themes and really catchy tunes. Um, it basically repeats two different tunes over and over again. Um, so level one, it'll play like sort of the main sort of theme, and then level two will be different music. Then level three will be like the level one music sort of recycled and like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a we're... bit repetitive, huh? Yeah. Um, one thing um, that it does have, because I also reviewed um, the Master System version, it does actually have, when you hold down the fire button and charge up your main main laser, um, it actually has that um, that little, 
what would you call it? Um, what would you call it? The, the, beam, the, like the beam, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the a charge. bar or something. Oh, the yeah, charge yeah. bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Master System 1, it doesn't have that. you kind of just got to guess and just hold down for ages. Um, <laughs> so oh, I guess nice. that, that, was a, that was a bonus. An extra feature. Um, yeah, I know. Watch out. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty impressive for as I said, like for R-Type to be on such a small handheld system. But as I said, um, the limited soundtrack, um, obviously um, with a, a smaller sort of medium, they're going to have to make cuts. Um, so I'm pretty sure there's two levels missing from the overall game because there's initially eight levels. Um, I think there's only six in this one. I'm pretty sure it's level four and five which have been omitted from this particular port. Um, level three, which is the iconic um, level where you're sort of, sort of flying around that huge spaceship and you're sort of blowing things off, is, is uh, considerably easier um, than some of the other ports that I've played. There's sort of less stuff to blow up, and I kind of got through it a lot, lot more easily than I, I did say on the Master System version. Mm. Um, but then you sort of get to level four, and it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't look like level four. What? <laughs> this doesn't look like level five. Um, but yeah, so um, obviously. Limiting it down for obviously the capacity of the Game Boy, it kind of had to be done, I guess. Um, they did release um, R-Type DX later on, which actually had R-Type 1 and 2. Um, whether or not they actually re-put in those or re-added those extra levels, I don't think they did. But um, look, all in all, it's, I've kind of got to give it credit for a little black and white handheld thing. The Game Boy was a bit of a powerhouse back in the day, even though you'd have the, the Game Gear out there. But, you know, I won't get too fanboyish. Um, it, it's, it's still impressive that they've got it on there. The graphics look good. The sound, the music is, um, it's okay. Uh, it's not fantastic. I've never been a big fan of the, um, the, the sound or the music or the sound chip of the, the Game Boy or the NES for that matter. Mm. Um, but I, all in all, it, it, it's impressive that they've squeezed it into a small handheld system, um, as is obviously with emissions aside, it's it's actually pretty impressive. So controls well, um, and yeah, look, I, I can't really bag it too much. Um, Would um ten year old Tim love it back in the day? I don't know. Um, oh, okay. I think I, I think I probably did back in the day, yeah. um, but I think I was more so interested in playing, like say. Um, the Ninja Turtles games and things like that on Game Boy or Mario. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I remember, I remember mm-hmm. I did hire it out. I mean, look, R-Type, is, it is a freaking hard game as well. Um, so, <laughs> Translating so, to a small screen. Yeah, yeah that, it kind of adds to that frustration element. Um, as I said, I hired it out. I didn't buy the game, um, whereas I bought, like, say, the Ninja Turtles ones. So <laughs> the right, the yeah. four, the Foot Clan, things like that. So... Um, I don't think it was a, a huge fan being a, a 10-year-old Timmy. Oh, okay, fair enough. Good, Tim, thanks. That's all Alright, so probably we'll go next. Um, I think I've always seen the Japanese versions of things, so I don't know why, but um, yeah, I decided, I decided to look at the um, Super CD version of the game. So the next Super CD, that came out in 1991. So it was uh, four years after the after the arcade. Um, and it was a few years also after the U-Card uh, versions came out. So um, Super CD version 
I actually love it. So the music, I don't know if you guys have, have heard the music on it at all, but uh, the music's awesome on it. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Uh, with the CD, just, yeah, it just makes it so cool. Um, there's a few tracks on there. Love Stage 1 and Stage 2 uh, music tracks. So for the actual game itself, um, it does look pretty much like the arcade. There's, you know, it's, it's captured the arcade version really well. And um, the only thing you do get is the screen, because the resolution uh, is less of what the arcade is. When you go up and down, the screen actually scrolls up and down a little bit to, oh, okay. to bring in the detail at the uh, bot- top of the bottom of the uh, the graphics. So, uh, And you find that probably with quite a few other versions as well as the uh, the PC Engine version. But yeah, I, I really like playing this version. Um, stage 2... It's, there's a lot going on. It gets busy, especially at the um, that second boss, and you do get a lot of uh, flicker on the screen. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between this version and the arcade is that is the, the amount of flicker that you get because you just can't quite handle all of the uh, sprites on the screen. Can, can uh, I, did can you I ask guys... a question? I was going to ask, sorry, yeah. sorry, Sean. The second level, is that the big battleship or is it the cave? That's, that's the um, that's the stage where you've got the cave and then you've got the the heart at the end with a with the, almost like the uh, snake okay. coming out snake of it comes out of like different orifices. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Oh, cool. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like a lot of the versions of our type that are out there struggle with flicker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. You know, and that seems to be a common thing with this. This game must have. Pushed, pushed, it, pushed itself pretty pretty well back in 1987 and the other machines, you know, trying to emulate it just uh, or or copy the arcade, you know, struggled to cope with the power that the arcade machine version had back, it, back then. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. It's, it's a, it surprises me like how many different layers there is. Like, I guess prior to that, there was like a lot of like your space invaders, which was just star fields, which was just black. And then just, you know, white pixels and stuff. But this has got some really lavish um, backgrounds as well, parallax scrolling and things like that. So I I think that's that plus also your enemy sprites on top of that really pushes it, I I guess, a home port to its limits. So Yeah, Yeah. and there's some parallax scrolling in there and things like that as well, which, you know, so it's trying to cope with a lot of different things. Um, some of the other cool things that I like about the Super CD version is there's um, see int- intros and cutscenes at various break points okay. through the stage through the stages. Oh, cool. So it was a bit of a story, you know. And it, well, the version I played was Japanese, so I have no idea what they were talking about. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it looked cool. Um, yeah, really cool. And the, and the music had got um, uh, different samples in there as well. Uh, which I thought was pretty impressive. I'm not sure quite why there's like a police siren going off okay. uh, at certain parts in some of the stages. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually put it on a little memory stick and played it in the car for it. And my son's addic- uh, actually wants to listen to it every time he comes in the car. There, <laughs> so it's it's just quite a cool uh, it's quite a cool uh, soundtrack. So yeah, I really like the Super CD version. Is it my favourite version? It's probably up there. Admit, mm, it's a yeah. bit of a it's you know between 
maybe the graphics not quite as good as the arcade, but some of the sound and the music is just uh, really impressive, and it adds a little bit more to it. So it's it's a toss up between you know better music and slightly less graphics, or going for the arcade. So yeah, yeah I think it's a good contender for for, for one of the best versions. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Or well, I suppose the only other thing we could talk about is the um, the Super CD version came out after the U-Card version. So yeah, it's probably pretty well known, but in Japan, um, the game came out on two cards, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And because they just basically back then, they couldn't compress it all onto, onto one card, so they split it into two. And then a year later, when it came out in the US, they'd managed to compress it down and fit it on one card. So um, maybe it was just a big money spinner, or actually it just was back then. They couldn't uh, get it all onto one, onto, onto one card at the time. I don't know. But, um, but I remember my mate having it, and uh, we'd only got the first uh, the first card. So it was kind of like, oh, man, I wish we'd got the, the other stages to play, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed uh, that far. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, I know it's saying it's it's pretty well known. We seem to be picking hard games on this podcast. Mm. Well known, it's well known as a, as a pretty tough shoot, shooter. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably my summary of the Super CD version. I'm really, uh, really big fan of it. Have nice. you guys played that, played that version at all? I not. I've played more so the the Hue card version of it, yeah, um, as opposed to Super CD. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Back to you, Dad. Next. Okay. Um, I I was actually surprised that there's actually MSX version of it, and I was surprised it's not a direct port from the Spectrum because that's what a lot of games are on the MSX one. But um, okay. I popped it in. I've got on my flash card, and I gave it a go. Um, very playable. Um, scrolling's a bit iffy. It's like it chugs along. But it's it's still fine. Um, out of all the versions I played, it was the easiest one. I actually got to the second level with no problems. Um, it was fun. The only thing I would say it lets it down like really badly is the sound. It's um, the music's fine, explosions are fine, but the noise of um, your cannon or your bullets when you shoot is ear-piercing, like, to the point it's really, really annoying. I even had my wife in the next room saying, can you turn it down? What the hell is that? Like, it was just, <laughs> like, it was just, like, a beeping noise. It's just, it, it's it's a shame because it drowns out all the other noise, like, all the other music and everything else. And it, it R-Type, you have to just keep shooting. You can't not mm. do any. You have to keep shooting. And it's and it's just, it ruins the game. It's to the point, it, it, to me, it breaks it. But, um... In a way, look, look. If you can see past, if you can hear past it, you could say it's it's a not bad game. And and for back in the day, I think you'd you'd be happy with it. And you know, um, yeah, yeah, I probably yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, you'd be able to live with it. It's look, it's not a bad. It's it's actually fun. But yeah, if if um, if the stupid cannons didn't make that dumb noise, that beeping, <laughs> I, I'd enjoy it a lot more. But it was the easiest one, and the reason why that's why I actually enjoyed it. But um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that one. To be honest, that's what. Oh, yeah. what sorry, I got cut off there. What, what yeah. version was that? That was MSX. 
Oh, okay. You're all yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was quite good. Cool beans. Mm. Yeah. I guess I'll go into my my Masters version uh, um, of the game. That was actually done by uh, Compile, which were doing a, a few oh, different yeah. shmups on the Masters at the time. I think they were doing the Lestay series or... Um, yes, that's them. What do they call... What's the... What do they call on the Master System? Is it Lestay? Oh, shit. Uh... Uh, Power, Power Strike, Strike one Power and two. Strike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Compile did that, but they also did the port for um, R Type for the Master System. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, what a what a great it's port a it is. Yeah, I was going to say they've got a pretty good heritage nowadays of uh, being great shoot shooters, aren't they? Doing great shooters, haven't they? Mm. Mm. Well, one thing I've got to uh, it's I've I hired this back in the day. Um, I actually, as I said earlier, I own a copy now, and it's kind of getting a little bit rare on the Master System. It's one of the, the more expensive titles that I picked up. I think it was around sort of forty bucks. I don't know. That was wow. that's expensive to me. Yeah, is, I think that's expensive. Yeah, for a yeah. Master System game. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember I rented it back in the day, and it was one of those ones that I'd rent a lot more than once. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I just really love the music. Um, as I said, I prefer the sound chip of the Master System, even though some games it can be really warbly sort of sound chip. But with R-Type, it would just seem to be, it just seemed to go really well with the music that they had mm. with R-Type. Um, one of the cool things you can do on the Master System, there is a sound test I think you can get into via the continue screen. I think if you, I think if you spin the D-pad either clockwise or anti-clockwise, there's one that you do clockwise to actually get extra credits. Oh, <laughs> sneaky sneakers! <laughs> and if you spin the D the D-pad the other way, I think you get it. Or if you press down on both buttons, you get into a, a sound test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, sorry, sorry, Sean. Yeah, extra credits would be a bit of a lifesaver on that game. Oh, yeah. Game. <laughs> um, I remember there was also a cheat. I remember I got from Mean Machines Mag, that, um, which is an invulnerability cheat, which is um, obviously very, very handy back in the day <laughs> because it does get really hectic sort of um, pretty much from post um, level four onwards. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, the sound test, I remember you used to just, like, play through that. I always used to love sound tests as a kid. Um, it just sort of it just felt like you were hacking into the system with all these little secret sort of things and there's some there's some really really cool tunes you can sort of go through all the different tunes that were on the mass system um and just i don't know bop your head away and just go yeah track six <laughs> woo did, um, did you ever copy any of them onto tape to make a little mixtape um no i didn't really have the <laughs> I, I did it with other stuff um but not yeah. not with not with our type i think i think streets of rage i did um, yeah, yeah. I, I just adore the soundtrack of that, but um, but yeah, um, it's they it retains all the backgrounds and stuff. There's all it doesn't it has a little bit of parallax scrolling. Um, it does uh, when you're the actually yeah, it, it does have like the, the the detailed backgrounds. Whereas I said like a lot of a lot of the other sort of space shooters, but just it it didn't really have much as bar as space field. So for the the Mars system, the push out those plus enemy sprites as I said earlier which is is super impressive plus all the colour the only downfall I would say is the Master System is renowned for sprite flicker if you've played like Double Dragon as yeah. well that's that one's an absolute peak for sprite flicker but um being that it's a shmup it's a little makes it a little bit tricky um but it looks fantastic and you just go, you know what? I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, it's probably just me being a fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
One of the coolest thing is um, it's in level four. If you the one with the, like the little green dot things that sort of you sort of shoot through, and they sort of, there's like these little snaky things that draw like green dots, whatever. It's not the Game Boy version. Anyway, it's um, level four. Um, basically, if you fly up to there's a hole in the ceiling at that point, a certain point of the level, and you can fly up and then fly back. You'll actually get into a secret level or a bonus level, which is called a super stage. I think it was known as in Japan, um, but is actually the only port that actually has this bonus stage out of all that. All that was it nineteen different ports you guys said earlier? Yeah, something um, like that. I think yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually got a, like a, a secret bonus level, so and it's got its own boss and things like that. So that's that's a bit of a sought after sort of thing from R type buffs, I guess. Yeah. Um, How does that level like hold up compared to the design of the other stages? Is it is it pretty much in the same kind of vein as the other the other levels? Yeah, or it's the same kind of vein. You've got like these weird green frog things and um, these weird like tentacle things that come down from the roof and you, you, you sort of it's it's kind of on par with say level two with like trying to squeeze through certain sections of the map. Yeah. Um, but then, sort of, as as you progress later on, it's it's not as not as tight. It's just more just a straight shooting. No, so, true. but um, no, it, it's as I said, like for a bonus level, and why they would put it on the master system as opposed to, like, say, the PC engine, whether they were going just for a straight arcade port, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, it's it's a nice little bonus, I guess. So, I guess yeah. they, dude, they, they couldn't even fit the whole game on the PC engine. Yeah, well, that's all that thing. Uh, Compile must have been really showing off. It's like, uh, look, Nintendo. That, yeah. And there's, you know, we've got it on the Master System. We'll even stick an extra level as well just uh, to upset all the Nintendo fans. <laughs> and look, there, there's an absolutely... I mean, the game is hard as nails. And as I said, like, the invincibility code, which you can get, I can't remember how to do it. Um, it that's what saw me through for completing the game um, when I was yeah. a kid. Um, because it, it just, oh, I don't know, it gets dumb hard. And there's, there's, I think, it, I think it's level seven. There's the boss in that is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so it was level seven or level seven, seven or eight. But yeah, just timing where you shoot your little your thing through, oh, it's just nuts. Too much. And like, I don't know. Like these days, I'm kind of more adept. At, like playing like cave shmups where you got these tiny hitbox. Yeah. Um. Yeah. On, on our type, like the the whole ship is pretty much its hitbox. That's true. Um. It's, it, it it doesn't leave you know much in the in the way of yeah. Like dodging. Not room for. Yeah. yeah no room. Not much room for error. <laughs> for error. <laughs> so, yeah. I, st- so. I must admit, I'm gonna have to put my shame head on. I've still not finished this game. Never oh, finished. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hang your head in shame. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done it. I've, I've finished it cheekily with cheat codes, but um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know what happens after level four. <laughs> oh, there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the Master System um, port is. Oh, I'm like, yeah, just super impressed by it. I've always have been. Um, mind you, I have played like the PC Engine ports as well, and obviously that's um, visually looks fantastic. Um, the sounds a little bit better, obviously. Just even the Hue card one without the, the, the Super CD um, is yeah. obviously better than the Master System. Um, I don't know whether they use the FM chip on the Mark III version, um, whether it changes the music. I'm not too sure if it's an FM chip compatible uh, cart. I think it is. Um, I think it is. 
Okay, well, then then the sand would be freaking awesome then <laughs> on the Mark III. So I didn't I didn't go too far into my research for the Mark III side of things. I was I had my hands full with the Master System side. So, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. All in all, it's um yeah I, I was yeah well chuffed by it so yeah very very yeah. very good port. Mm. Yeah, it looks really good. One thing I was really surprised by was that the mega it never came out on the Mega Drive. Mm. And when you look at the Mega Drive catalog of shooters, there were so many awesome shoot, shooters on the mm. Mega Drive, but it never never came out on it, did it? I think no. Mega Drive they were kind of just they were just really excited for Thunder Force. <laughs> Yeah. That was kind of their their, their yeah. sort of you know horizontal shmup. So yeah, it's surprising. But yeah, oh, they had R- was it R type three on the SNES? Was it R type three? Yeah, that came super R type and R type. Super R type. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it lightning? First lightning or lightning strike or something? R type three, something like yeah. that. I never got that. I, I had the super R type pretty much. The second it came out in Japan, and uh, that was launch uh, title, wasn't it? It, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't far off. Mm. It was one of the early games that I, I got on import, um, and my mate always took the Mickey out to slow down on it. It really annoyed the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good. Yeah, it was like a almost like a remix of our Type Two, really. Mm. But, uh, but it was good. Yeah, it's still pretty impressive for visually, sure. One thing that, that's always irritated me about R-Type, though, it depends on ports, um, is when you die, they'll take you back, Yeah. like, I don't know, 50 metres, <laughs> and restart yeah. you, as opposed to just getting and a you... flashing ship coming out and just respawn, keep going. And you're back to nothing, aren't you, with yeah. no weapons, no nothing. Mm, you have no power-ups. Yeah. yeah. So the also thing that got me was the force pod that you attached to your ship. Mm-hmm. Right, that never gets damaged. So if the ship was made out of the force pod. Yeah, I know. Right? Never <laughs> yeah. get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so man, if only we'd have known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, cool. All right. That's Sean? good, Tim. Nice All right. One. Okay. So the next one, um, I'm just going to run through the sharp X68000 version. So again, this was the a Japanese computer that, that uh, uh, this game came out in 1989 for the shop, which was two years after the arcade. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good turnaround to get a game in your home that that looks very much like the arcade machine. I'd be well happy with that. If, uh, back when I was a young lad uh, in 1989 playing this game, I'd, I'd think all my Christmases had come at once. So, um, but yeah. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys seen this version or had a play on it? I, I only played it for the first time this year. No, nah, never. No, I've never never tried it. It's it's interesting. Um, I scored twenty three thousand points on it, and oh. I think I did a couple of uh, videos on YouTube on the um, YouTube site to show you guys it show people it, you know it running and whatever. And um, there's two difficulty levels. Normal or hard, or as oh, I like to call them, or as I like to call them, brutal or impossible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it is. It is nuts. I must admit that I, I I paused the game and and there was at one stage there was nine bullets on the screen at once, 
Shit. It's like so difficult to dodge things. It's uh, It was really tough. I played the arcade and, and did reasonably well on it, put this version on, and I was just like, kept going back on stage one, kept going back on stage one. It took me took me about 10 minutes to see the first, first boss on stage one. I was like, oh my God. So, I don't know, the difficulty seems just a little bit harder than the arcade and, and other versions out there. And I would say the collision detection's a bit on the tight side as well uh, for it. You, you even brush anywhere near something and it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's really... It actually frustrated me a little bit. Um, and, and this version, yeah, when you looked at Ghouls and Ghosts, there was a few extras in there. The sound was awesome and it added a little bit more to it. But um, with this version, it's a little bit... Um, you know, there wasn't quite so much uh, with this one. It had a sound test. Um, but that was pretty much it as far as options go. Change the difficulty or sound sound test on it, and the sound the sound was great, but nothing to really you know shout home about. It didn't really add anything uh, to the arcade you know to the arcade machine. Okay. Um, sprite wise, I think the sprites and stuff were a little a little bit smaller and a different resolution as well. So uh, pretty much like the Amiga version actually. Okay. Same with the with the Amiga. The sprites were a little bit smaller than the arcade to to get it all on the screen. But I think you know, back in 1989, I was probably I don't know. Was the C64 version out then, Daz? Yes, it was. 1989. Yep. yep. I, I was playing the C64 version. C64 version. If I could have played that or the sharp version, you know, mm. I love the playability. But I think. That, I was always somebody who looked at the graphics on the back of the box and, you know, yeah. blown away by the arcade or, or something close to the arcade. So I was always hunting for the the next best thing. To, for the Japanese to be playing that kind of version back in the home back then, it's pretty pretty awesome, really. It would be. Um, yeah, it would be pretty cool. So yeah, it's a great it's a great version. It's pretty true to the arcade. The sounds good. It's it's nothing, you know. Um, different really about it like the pc engine version had like the super cd version had um but so yeah solid version just a bit too tough i think okay. it makes it a little bit too, more frustrating than the original a uh, well, little I'll... bit a little bit of a thumbs down almost on it you know? well, there you go. yeah, yeah. No. And how, I, I don't know how much it costs to buy it a lot of money I would imagine maybe we can have look it up i'll, have, I'll look it up <laughs> see if there's one for sale but you wouldn't get any change out of 200 bucks I don't think so you know you think with with MAME these days it's not even worth spending that much (laughs) cash on versions like that Mm. it's got a beautiful box (laughs) (laughs) shelf filler Ed shelf filler Ed yeah that's right yeah it's a good shelf filler mate yeah true (laughs) true want to drop on the shelf you know with the cover out yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cool. All righty. All right. Uh, Tim, that, that was it, yeah, with those two, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was. that's my job done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll go next with the C64 version now. This is the version that I grew up with. Um, mm. Now that I've played all the others and compared, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's it just, It feels a bit vanilla. Does that make sense? Like, it just doesn't have that wow factor about it. I think, but it, it plays, mm. it plays well. 
Uh, it just did, like, the bosses don't feel right, though, and the gra- graphics are good, music is fantastic, Chris Huesbeck does it. Um, it's good, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain, it's not the best, the best version I've played, but back in the day I loved it, and, um, mm. like I said, the sound, you know, even, like, the cannon when it shoots, it just sounds like a big thunder, like a big thump. It just sounds like, mm. you know, these guys are going to cop it type thing so um it's really it's a really good version um but yeah it's it just seems like it's a bit of it's it's lacking something i just don't know what it is it's you said uh, the bosses weren't the like were lacking yeah it's How like so? like for example like animations are missing like for example the first boss right you know how you got the tail moving yeah, and yeah. Like, but back in the day, like I only played this version, so I did not what was going on. Now the ta- the the tail w- would be moving, and I would have no idea where I, where I'm gonna have to shoot the guy to kill him. The guy, yeah, that, that yeah, because yeah. it doesn't have that little green alien coming out of your stomach. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so you don't <laughs> know where to shoot. Yeah, and you wouldn't have played the arcade, would you? No, but, no, or would you? Maybe, then. or maybe not. I don't know. No, no. Back but, then, no. Back then, no. Yeah. I mean, I was young, you know. And it was it was a game yeah. that you know I never really saw in the arcades, but you know it was stuff like that that really throws you off. And I found that the C sixty four version the levels are mixed up because the second level is the big green ship. Oh, oh okay, right. yeah. And then the third level is that the red cavern where those crabs come out and stuff. You know what I mean? It's oh, so it's switched them around. Like, they switched yeah, them they around. Them. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird, but um, look, it's it's good. It's good. I'd recommend it. Um. I do prefer... There's, there's a bit of history. I guess I should mention it, because there is a bit of history uh, behind the C64 version. Uh, Rainbow Arts... Well, firstly, uh, Electronic Dreams... Electric Dreams, sorry, were were starting to develop R-Type for the C64. And Rainbow Arts, in their uh, in, in their shifty ways, were thinking, we could do a better game than this, just like they did with Giant Sisters. So they made a game <laughs> called uh, Kartikus, which was... Oh, yeah. Which was Far superior. Oh, it was just so much better than R-Type. They end up releasing it, and after a few weeks, they had to take it down because uh, Irene were, uh, were very upset about it. And, but it, they were that impressed, they they dumped the old programmers of R-Type and said to Rainbow Arts, you're making the new R-Type for the C64. So it's pretty much all the same developers of Kartikus, but they made R-Type. And I think they purposely made it a bit... Lacking, I don't, I don't think they wanted it to beat Kartikus. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's yeah, a bit, yeah. you know. But it's it's a shame they thought that way. They probably thought, well, why the hell are we going to make a, a better game than what we've already done? So yeah, yeah. Did you, know. did you hear about the? I read did a little reading up uh, Daz on the C sixty four and spotted something today on it that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Did you hear? Did you did you see the little um, note in the credits about the game? How long it took to make? No, no. So in the credits of the game on the C64 version, it actually says that um, we made this game in six weeks. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty impressive that they did it in six impressive. weeks, but maybe that's why it's lacking a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, obviously, yeah. I, th- I think it was a lot to do with as well, um, them, you know, with, with Kartikus and all, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. You know, he's this little German um, game developer, and they've just, you know, it's it's amazing what, what they squeezed out of the C64. It was amazing. But, yeah, um, yeah. But that's, that's another story. But, yeah, that's, Kart- that's it. Kartikus. 
What's that? Cortex came out on the Amiga as well, didn't it? Or was it called something else? I don't know. I don't know if it if it was. So I remember playing that as well, but I can't remember if I played it on the C sixty four or if it was on the Amiga that I got a I got a legit copy of it. Legit copy. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say if you did, you'd be a millionaire. A copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to find original. That's for sure. Oh, Let me see, Amiga. Yeah. Let me see. Is there an Amiga version? And there is an Amiga version. Yeah, so I think I was introduced to it perhaps on the Amiga, not on the C64. It actually looks a lot different. It actually looks like our type. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a Psygnosis game. Yeah, it does. It does. To, to mm. look at the graphic style and stuff like that on it. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very uh, R type. Anyway, was there another one that you had, Sean? Yeah, I have to, just to go back to that C sixty four, I've got okay. a really dull, I've got a really dumb story to share with you about C sixty four version. All right, I was only a young boy; I knew no better, you know. And okay. um, but I I picked up CMVG when I had my little Commodore sixty four C, and uh, picked up the issue of CMVG, and it got R type on the cover, and it came with a tape that had got a demo of R-Type on it. Now, this demo tape, it didn't tell you how much of the game was on the demo. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've still got a really vivid memory of, of playing it at my mum and dad's house, uh, putting in the tape, waiting for it to load, playing this uh, version. And it got you got right to the first boss at the end of the level with a big alien. And like you mentioned there, I didn't realise this, but like you mentioned, the green... Um, Alien doesn't come out of the out of the body mm. yeah, on the C64 version, which has made me realise now. Oh, okay, well maybe you know, mm. there's a there's a re- I'm not so dumb after all. <laughs> but <laughs> I, <laughs> but I got to that boss, uh, the first boss, and I don't think I'd ever played the arcade, but I knew what the arcade looked like and and so on. And I got to that boss, and it was iconic, and I mm. shot shit out of that boss. Yeah. And I was shooting it and shooting it and shooting it. I was shooting it all over the all over the place on this demo tape. And it didn't die. <laughs> no matter how much I shot it, it didn't die. So, um, so I thought, oh, it's bugged out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I remember turning it off, rebooting it all up, putting in the tape, loading it up again, doing, doing it again. again. Got, to, got to the same boss again, did exactly the same. So the demo just wouldn't let you kill. Oh, the, wow. And the level boss, man. I spent. I must have spent thirty odd minutes at that boss shooting the shit out of it. Thinking, this son of a bitch. So this son of a bitch is gonna die somehow. And uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> well, I was like, oh man. <laughs> it didn't. It was just so. This, this, you know, uh, unsatisfying to not be able to get killed the frigging thing at the end. You know. <laughs> but um. But yeah. But uh, that was a little memory that. I Turned up when we when we picked this game. I thought, oh man, I remember playing the C sixty four version and, and loving that what it looked like. I just thought it was like the arcade, you know. Back yeah. Then. But just just bad that on the demo, I couldn't kill the boss. Just kill me, kill me. Well, how's this? I make you feel better. It's very hard for me to kill the boss in the normal version. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, so did you just shoot it anywhere, or do you still have to shoot it in the gut? Oh, I used to shoot in the head and stuff. Think, what? Why isn't this thing dying? And all of a sudden, it would come forward and squash me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. 
It actually comes forward, does it? Yeah, yeah. It does, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, in, in, in yeah, a sixth version does too. Yeah, I'm not sure if all the versions do that, you know, because um, mm. I, I found that the uh, X68000, it came out really quick at me. I was like, holy shit. Mm. But, um, yeah, yeah so every, I, I everything I've played, it's been kind of stationary and just, you know. Just the tail. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah, 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 and as yeah, soon as it, it starts a, moving, of... you, you're gone. That's it. <laughs> no chance. All right, cool. All right, okay. All right, so um, so we'll talk a little bit about the PlayStation version. So the PS One uh, version uh, came out in 1998. So it's a fair bit of time after the original. There, really, so we're looking at the eleven, yeah, eleven years after the original. And mm-hmm. um, they called it. R types, um, so it's a pretty good package, really. You got both R type one and two uh, oh, yeah. on disc, yeah. Which you know, back then, 1998, uh, that was a pretty good thing to have to have both uh, versions. I don't know how many people played the second one, really. Uh, has anybody got? Have you guys got no, any memories of playing the second one in the it. arcade or anything? Not really, no. no. Only one I played besides the original R Type was R Type uh, Leo. I think it is. Which is like the third arcade, isn't it? I think so. It's great. That, that one doesn't actually even have the um, that that force ball either as a power. Oh, really? Yeah, it's no? more just a, a straight shooter. Yeah. Oh, I feel I feel a little bit weird, wouldn't it, without it? Yeah, I actually I played through it via MAME um, because that's kind of the only port that you can actually get. Because uh, it was only released yeah. in the arcade, as far as I'm aware. But um, it's 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 really good fun, really good fun, worth checking out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've I've played it a few times, but for some reason the sound I couldn't get the sound working. On it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, it does look good. It does look really good. But uh, I've I've actually got some memories of playing R Type Two and not R Type One because uh, a local place news agent saw a game shop that I used to go into. There's a little they had a little cubby hole behind it that had about seven or eight arcade machines in it and I walked in there and I just saw that intro to R-Type 2 where it's going down the tunnels and that, and that kind of blew me away by, that, by then when it came out so um, yeah I played the second one quite a quite a bit Never, I don't think I perhaps ever played the original in the arcade but, um, hmm. but yeah R-Types has got obviously the two versions and it also includes the demo of uh, R-Type Delta as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, which came out on the PlayStation as well. So um, extra things that you get on the disc, um, you get a bit of a CGI-type intro on there with some uh, vo- you know, dialogue and whatever in there, a bit of a storyline around it. It's a little bit ropey, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Maybe back, back then when you when you first had it, back in 98, um, it was perhaps okay, pretty cool. Uh, to have a bit of CGI, but um, nowadays it's pretty low resolution and uh, a bit, bit ropey. Um, yeah, so yeah, it includes a few extras in there. One thing it did do, it, it um, you didn't have the scrolling up and down, so you okay. the power bar the power bar was actually transparent, so it was it was in there, so you could have the full screen um, uh, in the resolution. Um, and it was a Oz Museum as well, so it had things like three um, D models of the spaceships um, um, that you could, you know, you could spin around and look at. 
Uh, it give a bit of a timeline as well of the old type games and things like that. So it give a little bit of it. There's like a bit of a history museum in there. Cool. Um, but the games themselves were pretty spot on, really, apart from the you know the transparent bar and the resolution change. Um, I think you know 1998. You'd hope that you get a good version by then. Yeah, you would. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, and they are. They're pretty much spot on. They're, they're very good versions. Um, pretty much okay, perfect. I would say, as far as the, as far as they go. Have any of you guys had that version, the the PS One version? I think I had a pirated <sighs> version. Yeah, I think yeah, much the same. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, it's a toss up between that one and uh, for me, that one and the um, the, the Super CD version. Mm. Um, that that and the arcade are all very much. They've all got little pros and cons. The arcade though just looks a little bit nicer. I don't know. There's something about the the original. Yeah. Just the uh, color palette and things just looks a little bit nicer. Nice. <sighs> all right. So is is that it, Dad? Is that as far as the review, the kind of reviews go? No, we, I've got I've got one more. We got we got some, we got something else in the back yep. hiding there in the back. Yep. I reckon. <laughs> um, for me, this is the. Let's see the the crown jewel for, that I played. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And you're gonna laugh. It's it's not the one that it's not the machine that got the coveted uh, golden turd award last uh, episode, yes. is it? Yes, it's the one that got the golden <laughs> turd. This this uh, this episode does it spectrum gets the golden turd, but for me, um, the ones and the ones I play, I think this one reigned supreme was the. Remake on the Amstrad CPC six one two eight version. Yeah, the one hundred twenty eight K version. Did you say you like something on Amstrad? Yeah, dude, this is <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is amazing for what this machine can, can do. Now, I did um watch some of the original version that came out back in the day on the Amstrad and. Yeah. It's it's very poor. It's better than the Spectrum one, but it looks like the Spectrum one, and but it's crap. But um, some developers, some homebrew, some homebrew guys just redid um, R type on the on the one two eight machine, and it looks and sounds amazing. Yeah, scrolling scrolling as you know the Amstrad does can be a bit chuggy, but it's it's amazing. It's amazing what this computer has done. I mean, as soon as my um, game room's done, Tim, when you come over, I'm mm-hmm. chucking it on. It's going to blow your mind. It is. Um, <laughs> cool. uh, yeah. You're going to open up all your boxes in your uh, extension and just throw out that master system car out of the window. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say, stop this. Poof. <laughs> Look, look, yeah, look, look. It's it's no, it's it's no, it's no Master System version. It's no Master System version. I will say that. Oh, then just then stop talking it up. <laughs> Would Alan Sugar like it? I, th- I think he'd love it. I think he'd love it. No, no. But in all seriousness, it, it's colourful. It's it's got everything the arcade version has. The only bit of a downfall is that it's kind of small. The screen, like it's. I think it's uh, the Amstrad. There's three different resolutions, and it's using the smallest one with the most colours. So, anyway, it's it's not that bad. But either way, it's it's the version I play the most now. I actually love 
booted yeah, up and started playing that. It's it's great, and and to think that some um some homebrew guys just did it themselves and did a better job than back in the day it says something. Yeah, yeah. When did yeah. that come out then, uh, Das? The homebrew one. Yeah. You can tell you it came out in 2014. Okay, so three years, yeah, three years ago, yeah. 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 It's yes. amazing that the people are doing this still and, you know, show what the machine really can do now. Yeah. They've got advanced skills in the programming and understand the hardware better and everything. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But, yeah, that that gets my um, my crown. Mm. So do you think the Spectrum will do for the Spectrum, this Spectrum Next, I think that's something that they... Would you see a, a huge improvement, you think, in the specy version? Ah. Uh, it's going to be more know, powerful. and Yeah, but you know what? That's not really a spectrum in the end. You know what I mean? It's like it's like yeah, they're releasing a C64 yeah. now for faster processor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's so you're, not, you're not bought into that one too much. No, no, no. It's it's too expensive. And what for? I've got a, I've got a specy. Original, know. yeah. Yeah, with with a flash cart, so and it's one twenty eight k as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get sucked in. It's like it, it was three hundred and fifty Australian dollars, and that's not even with um, postage. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, I'm not not buying into it. I'm sorry, especially yeah, how things have been going. I mean, you know, with Kickstarters and Indiegogos, <laughs> n- nothing nothing ends up coming out. So, mm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. gamble that much money on something like that. Uh, yeah, see what you're saying. But yeah, Same. but yes, I I um I think the Amstrad version was the best version I've played, out of out of what I tested today, or this week. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I might have to give that a check that out. Just give it a go. I think you should, dude. As far as the playability goes, and that it feels really cool. To, you know, when you're playing it, it feels like the it's arcade. Fine. It's got it's the same fine. kind of playability. Yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Just the scrolling's a bit shitty because it's, the Amstrad doesn't do hardware sprites and scrolling. You know, but you know, right. I'm willing to forgive that because it does look amazing. And as yeah, a, as, yeah. as as Tim knows, I'm not a fan, not a big fan <laughs> of the Amstrad, especially Mark. Mark hates it, but um, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due, and and it was it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a bit of a shock, a shock to the system there, does yeah. I'm gonna carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's good. That's really good. All right. Okay. So there's a few other things I've got here. Last time uh, in the first podcast, we talked a bit about the uh, the old 80s and 90s magazines and some of the awards that uh, Ghouls and Ghosts uh, got at the time. Yeah. So um, your Sinclair gave it a a mega game, does. I don't get Mm. it. I don't get it. Yeah, gave it a mega game. Crash. Gave it a crash smash. Um, and it also it got the um, best op, best coin up conversion at the Golden Joystick Awards as well. On the spectrum, That's a UK awards ceremony. Um, I think that was overall. Oh, okay. So looking at conversions, yeah, it got the best coin up conversion. Um, sure I'm is. sure which year that was now, but um, they actually. They started, the, I had a look, there was a little YouTube video of this. Um, it's pretty low resolution, because back then, uh, when when it got the best coin up awards, I don't think cameras were too hot at videoing things, yeah. but um, 
Mm. But uh, yeah, but uh, there is a video clip of it on uh, on YouTube, and and they actually I don't know if it's IRM who did it, but somebody did a full CGI um, intro to the Golden Joystick Awards. Uh, based around our type and the ship going through London and you know oh. doing all this kind of stuff, so it's pretty cool uh, to see. It's a shame you can't get a higher res a version of it to look at. It looked pretty pretty cool going through all the landmarks of uh, of London and whatever. So yeah, and I think I don't know about you guys, but I think overall the conversions of it were pretty. They were pretty impressive, really. For this game. Yeah. Now they're all um. Yeah, they're all good in their own way as well, you know what I mean? Besides mm. the Spectrum version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, <laughs> you look at screenshots, it looks beautiful. But yeah. it, it plays like ass. It's shocking. <laughs> Tough to make you swear. Yeah. <laughs> and the bleeps, the sound is like, oh. That's yeah. a bit of a killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, okay, so... Um, that's we're going to go to the Facebook wall, have a look at some of the comments. Yeah, cool, man. All right, we'll quickly jot down there, and I've got to go to it. Would you like to start yeah. off? I'll, you know? I'll dig it out. Yeah. Let's have a little look. Just got it up on here now. So, um, okay, so, yes. Thanks to everybody who's um, put some comments on the wall. I've had quite a lot of um, stories and uh, an interest about our type. Seems like a lot of people really enjoyed the game. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damien, huh. uh, he was, I think he commented in the first podcast. He's probably yeah. pretty well known to the RD boys, maybe. Um, <laughs> C64 music. Uh, played it heaps with the volume right up. Always used to cheat <laughs> so I could experience yeah. the whole game each time. The Atari ST version was a bit shaky, but I actually found the music in that to be quite atmospheric. Hard as nails, though. Had to watch my brother play it all the way through. Couldn't get past stage four on the SD. It seems like he's feeling my pain there a little bit. It's yeah, yeah. similar. <laughs> Where are you reading all from? Right. Where are you reading from? I'm just reading it from uh, 16th of July when we first posted about the decided the next game. Ah, 16th. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I think yeah, it's the one that's got the flyer, the arcade flyer on there. Ah, okay. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right. Sweet. Yep. All right, I'll go next. Drop me to the next one, and then you're you're. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So Paul uh, Vinton said, "Love the Amiga version. Uh, led me to check out Pidgey, which I loved even more. What's up, Pidgey? I think that's a an Amiga game. Is that like a, a take on our type? A little bit like um, the game by Rainbow Art, you yeah. think, or Pidgey? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've played this. Yeah, you're a B. It's a... It's okay. It's okay. It's like Gradius. But but you're but you're, mm. a, you're a bug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right, then with the next one's a guy called Tim Arnold. I don't know who he is. Oh, can I read that one? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually put up a screenshot of uh, the level two boss and instead of playing the, the brilliant SMS port, bit of sprite flickering... But damn, solid. <laughs> That's what I said. It's as if you wrote it, uh, Tim. I know, I know. <laughs> I even sound like the guy, I think. <laughs> uh, Daz, you on, you on? I'll on go page? next. I'll go next, yeah. Cameron Davis. Hello, Cameron. 
That is a long one. I was hoping this would be your next game. I have so many memories of many versions of R-Type. The first is discovering the arcade machine in late 87 and marvelling at the incredible graphics, especially the explosions. Geez, lucky you didn't play the MSX version. Um, <laughs> nothing looked like the R- like R-Type and um, had been seen before. The eventual C64 conversion wasn't terrible, really, but looked rather limited compared to the bigger and more bombastic shmups like Kartikus and Armalite. He's right. The C64 version is more of an interesting for the legal story behind it than the game itself. R-Type was one of the first games I got for the Master System, and I remember being blown away by how close it seemed to the arcade. One of the first experiences I had of seeing why dedicated games consoles were the future. Also, I remember looking at the hyperbolic coverage of the PC Engine version got in the Games Machine magazine back in the day, making that version and the tiny console it played on a high desirable set. I still think it's amazing. But the best home version in my eyes was outstanding Amiga port. It just felt right with flicker-free sprites. There you go, Tim. <laughs> flicker-free. <laughs> uh, whizzing around the screen and bombastic stereo sound effects shaking the speakers. Also, shout out to the Game Boy. Game Boy color ports that were so far better than they had any rights to being great fun and highly recommend giving it a go a go nice mm. one cameron actually i should i should get, play the amiga one again i should yeah yeah mm. I, i'm saying me actually i mm. must have had the amiga one back in the day mm. great always the good, good versions of things all right okay we've got uh, rob jeffries he says after the awesome ghouls and ghosts episode our type is a great choice Many happy memories of this title from owning the excellent Spectrum version and then playing the Amiga and Masters. <laughs> then playing, it must be, it's a long time ago. Give the guy a break. <laughs> sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> and then playing the Amiga and Master Sister version of Friends Houses. After that, I regularly played the R version before moving on to R Type Complete CD on the PC Engine, R Types on the PS1, and then recently re- revisiting it on R-Type Dimensions on the Xbox One. Can't wait. He's, yeah, he's, he loves his R-Type. He's had a lot of different versions over time. Cool. Tim? Hi. Hi, Paul McCaskey. Um, he says, great choice for your next game. I spent a fair amount of time playing the Spectrum version, much to Darren Dismay, uh, which, was, which was way better than I thought it would be, Darren. <laughs> it had a lot of colour for a Spectrum game. Uh, playing the PC Engine version, though, was amazing. It led me to buying one and getting the import or getting into the import scene way back when. Other than that, the PS1 version on R-Types is great, although I still play the PC Engine or arcade version more. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Controversial. Yes. <laughs> go for it, Sean. Me? Oh, where do you go, Dust? Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh, is it me? <laughs> me? Yeah, it's you, Dust. Oh, it's my turn. Mark Bell. As a bit of an arcade purist, I probably always had unrealistic expectations on the arcade ports to home systems, and I was almost let down by them. R-Type, though, was a bit of an exception, and it has some decent ports. The 64 version wasn't bad for what it was. Pretty dodgy sprite collision, though, from memory. Oh, he's right. And it had some great music. The loading times were a killer, but the Master System version was absolutely gobsmacking. This one game made owning an SMS worth the money, in my opinion, as it was just about spot on to the arcade. It even had the extra secret level. 
The arcade version is still the original and the best, though. And much later, we've got some good arcade perfect versions around the PlayStation era. R-Type is still my favourite shooter, on, and the MSS version is in my conversion pick simply because I don't know how the programmers managed to get it up and running on that hardware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a long one. Yeah. Uh, cool. cool. Box and outrun owner, so I respect his choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a guy here called Greg Pell. Not sure who he is. Who's Greg? Never heard of him. Uh, no. <laughs> dodgy garage arcade dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recent pickups. Yeah. All right, okay. So Greg's put definitely a shout out to the Game Boy version. Had quite a bit of fun with that back in the day. Also enjoyed the SNES version as well. Yes, it's probably talking about Super Super yeah. R-Type. Put it this way, didn't know any better until I discovered the actual arcade version in MAME a lot later in life. I'm sure you guys will cover it, but it's not common knowledge that Nintendo distributed the IRM. Yeah, so we talk a little bit about it in the US with Nintendo. They use the exact same cabinet uh, that was used in Nintendo versus Unisystem games and single monitor play choice systems. Planning to tick this one off my grail list later this year. So... uh, Mm. Well on you, Greg. I actually, should be coming around. Gonna I should be coming around to play it. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a feeling it's going to change that Miss Pac-Man to R-Type. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, he's got well, how many how many Pac-Mans did he pick up? Did he like, get more than one? Like, did he? Yeah, he, he got a full. He got a standard like upright Pac-Man, and then there was like two mint uh, cabaret Pac-Man Miss Pac-Mans in there as well. Oh. Just some people are just greedy. I know, Greg. I'm coming down. <laughs> <laughs> I put my name down for one, but I don't think he's biting. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, let's see it from the wall. Oh, okay, was it, was, wasn't right. there something you had to share too before we head off? Uh, me? Uh, yes. That's, yeah, wasn't him? there a, no, a letter? The high school guy? <laughs> it was. Yes, yes. We've got a letter. So, um, so through social media, I picked up not so long ago that a um, guy in the UK had recently uh, got the record on uh, R-Type. So the Twin Galaxies were records. So what I did, I got hold of uh, a guy called Rich Evans and pinged him a few questions. And he was um, very happy to uh, to answer them and give us a bit of feedback on his, uh, his history with R-Type and what made him kind of go for the record and things like that. So, yeah, I thought we'd share that with everybody. So, uh, mm. You check, you check Rich out on, on Twitter. Um, I'll give you some details about that in a minute. So I said to uh, Rich, when was the first time you played R-Type? Because the first time played R-Type was on the Sega Master System back in 88 when he was 11. He says, I never played it in the arcade machine until I got my own around three years ago. I remember loving playing it as a kid, but crikey, it was difficult, and he sucked at it. The guy who sucked at it is now the world record holder. There's, there's hope for us all, isn't there, uh, guys? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so I, says, uh, I said to uh, Rich, uh, why do you want to go for the world record on our type? So he says, actually, his first Twin Galaxies record was for a game called Pulsar on the Neo Geo MVS. So he's a bit of a fan of the uh, Oh, Neo. nice. Yeah, that's yeah, a great I've never, I don't think I've ever played Pulsar. What's, what is Pulsar? It's it's actually ex developers of um Artyom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh really? Oh wow, it's setting yeah. up a treat for it, isn't it? 
He's yeah. he's kind of got a theme going on. Yeah. He has got a thing going on there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It says I beat a guy called Michael who lives in Denmark. Although my own record on that game has since been beaten by a guy called Peter Han in the US. Now I don't know if you're into world records and things like that, but I, I recognise Peter Han's name. I think he's got more than one world record there uh, on Twin Galaxies. Pretty. Uh, he's a bit of a ringer for records. I think. Uh, it says, after the next shoot 'em up record I gained was for Blazing Star, also on the Neo Geo. Mm, my favorite is that one that you guys have played? Yeah, it's, yeah. Blazing it's, Star. That's my favorite shmup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Get some tips off him, Daz. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, I also have a Guinness World Record for Blazing Star and a few others on Twin Galaxies. So why did I want a record for our time? It says, well, with one game that people have heard of, but it also reminded me of my childhood and the Master System. So I had to wait quite a while to get the arcade game uh, wet, and when one became available, I had to have it so I could train for the record. It says, uh, the score I beat was set back in 1991. That's wow. four, four years after the game came out in the arcade, so that's a massive gap. If, you know, There's a lot of people chewing it trying to get that that record so uh, you know, respect to rich for for doing that after such a mm. in a long time so that's really impressive and it says it took him months of training perhaps three hours a night to work up to breaking the record far out and that is yeah that is crazy isn't it that's dedication so i says to rich what's your favorite level he says my favorite level is level four so I love the music on this level and how difficult it can be until you learn how best to complete it and get the most points. That's the thing throughout the game, though, knowing where you need to be so you don't die. So with with a lot of the bad, you know, with all the all the enemy ships and bullets and things like that, it is very much repetitive. So it's not um, random. So it's mm. it is really a memory game or type, definitely on the arcade anyway. Everything comes out at the same place at the same time, shooting at the same, you know, same time as well. So, um, you know, learning where where to be at the right time is really important. Yeah, uh, in the game, uh, for sure. That's kind um, of reminds me of Ikaruga. Like everyone hmm. comes out at the same place every time you yeah. play it, and it's just just memory. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, do you, do you like Ikaruga, Tim? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's one, that's one of my favourites of all time. Oh, really? What did you get it on? Because it came out on the Dreamcast, didn't it? Was it Dreamcast first? Um, yes, Dreamcast? and then it came out on uh, GameCube as well. Um, yeah. Uh, GameCube runs a little bit better than the Dreamcast, a little bit quicker. Right, okay. Um, sorry to go off on a tangent here, but I, yeah, I, initially, that's all right. I initially discovered on the um, when they did the HD remake on the Xbox 360, but it didn't actually have the um, we could play through subsections of the levels in slow motion and things like that. That's why I ended up uh, going for the the GameCube version. Oh, really? So actually... so it's, yeah. missing. it's missing stuff. The Xbox yeah, it's version. just um, all it is is just basically a one player game or a two player game. Oh. Yeah, um, I think there's also um, there's another mode which you can get. We, you've got a limited amount of bullets, and so the more you absorb, the more you can actually shoot and things like that. So I can't remember what that mode's called, but yeah, it yeah. didn't actually have the practice mode, which is unfortunate. So, mm. 
Love that game. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I had a <clears throat> I had a <clears throat> legal version of it on the Dreamcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, and then um, I picked it up on Xbox Live as well, but uh, it's a spiritual successor to Silver Gun, isn't it? Red and Silver Gun. Yeah. Yeah, so- and, and, and neither games I'm that good at, to be honest. Yeah, uh, they're, they're just so much fun to pl- to, to play. Um, like, I love Radiant Silver Gun with an absolute passion, but um, it, Ikaruga just seems a trumpet for me. Um, Radiant Silver Gun's kind of like a, a a wild boss rush game, kind of like um, Alien Soldier. <laughs> it's just that um, Treasure are really renowned for doing like that sort of that boss boss rush type of game. Um, but Radiant yeah, Silver yeah. Gun's um, is unique with its uh, different weapons and things like that. Um, but yeah, Ikaruga for me for more yeah. know, puzz, puzzly shooter. The whole black and white thing, you know. That's, yeah, the yeah. polarity shifts and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's a, that was a tangent. We've tangented <laughs> off a little bit, but um, that's cool. We're um, all right. Okay, so Richie's last question to him was, "What's his favourite version?" So I think my favourite version is the arcade. But as a Master System version, it was a great conversion. It reminds me of my childhood. I suppose I have to say it's a close second. So he's got a lot of heart and uh, love for his old childhood uh, Master System version there, uh, yeah. for sure. Which a lot of people seem to have, to be honest. It's a it's a damn fine port, but I guess yeah, yeah. More so, I think it was everyone would have had, or most of the people would have had a Master System as opposed to a PC Engine or a Turbo Graphics. Yeah, uh, definitely so. in the, in the in the UK and. I imagine it's the same in in Australia as well, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. I think um, Marxism was more prevalent here, though, from what what I grew up with and what yeah, I saw was. personally. Yeah. yeah, is that compared to the NES? Yeah. Oh yeah. Australia, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'd say good, I I'd think... say the C sixty four was the biggest eight bit here, though. If you go yeah. gaming wise, yeah, but yeah, the Marxism yeah. was a very very close second. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the same for the UK, to be honest. The C64 was everywhere, but the odd person uh, would have had a Master System. And the only time you... I never knew anybody who had a NES. The only time you saw a NES was in uh, in some of the shops, the shops where they'd have yeah. play, play Choice 10, you know, where you could play it for a minute, and then it had <laughs> reset itself. It always pissed me off, to be honest. We didn't have them here, did we, Tim? Play Choice. It, you no. know, have them here. No. We, had, we had a chain store in the UK called Boots, and they were like a cosmetics section uh, company mainly, but they had a, some toys and a few other things. And I remember playing, you know, while my, while my mum was looking at bloody sunglasses and, uh, you know, makeup and stuff like that, I'd be down in the little toy section playing on the little Nintendo setup they got there where you could choose, you know, the different games on, on, the, on the machine. But you always only had like two minutes um, before it reset itself, and it just infuriate me. Uh, <laughs> that's why I never, never wanted to buy one. But, uh, but yeah, I think by then you didn't realise. You know, it was just mm. obviously just for you to test out different different games. But um, yeah, it used to annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so ah, thanks. Uh, you know, thanks to uh, Rich for, for giving us some feedback on that. It's a great achievement, and. Um, and the dedication to do it, you know, takes a certain person, doesn't it? To Stand mm. three hours a night yeah. to, to, to really want to get that world record. So it's so impressive. So, uh, and it, and I think his son, his young son as well, has also got a world record as well, oh, which is hell. 
Which is brilliant, you know, which is brilliant to get his, his young lad at it as well. He's got a world record on, you know, one of the newer games that's out there. But, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. I think I think it's time right. to finish up. Yep, yeah, yeah, sure. So we're going to do a few shout-outs, uh, guys, yeah. right. before we and then uh, wrap up. Yeah, cool. T- Timmy, would you like to go first? Shout-outs. Shout-outs. Yeah, mate. Good old oh, shout-out. I'd like to send out to my... To my homies. No, um, I don't know. Who, 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 do I, who do I shout out? It's all. Thanks, it's, guys. It's usually our thanks, circle guys. of friends all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thanks, yeah. thanks, guys, for inviting me on the show. Um, I just, I'll just give some cheeky plugs. Um, check out, check out. Um, obviously, I've read Nation podcast, the, the original, you might say. Um, but also, I uh, co-host another podcast with Mark Sparky Marky. And we do um, Geek to Me United, um, which is like yeah. a, um, I don't know, like pop culture. We talk about movies. We do movie reviews. We do board game reviews. We talk about all sorts of cool stuff. Modern gaming. Um, I think last episode we talked about, I don't know, with Injustice and Tekken and all sorts of stuff. But um, good laser episode. Discs. Laser discs. Yeah. Laser discs. <laughs> yep. Yep. We get, we get into laser discs. Me and Corley, sure. Corley was on there. Yeah. Talked about laser discs and just anything that's cool. So we just we just talk crap. So check out Geek to Me United. But um, that's that's us. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Sorry, <laughs> sure. Tim. Hey. All right. Okay. So I've got a few here. I'd like to uh, thank uh, Paul McCaskey. Okay. So um, Paul gave us a shout out and uh, plugged the plug this podcast on his latest episode. Uh, he does a podcast called Game Music Gaiden. So you can check him out at Game Music Gaiden uh, on Twitter and uh, download his podcast. His base, his podcast is mainly based around uh, music, good video game music. His current one that's out there is uh, based on fa- uh, fan music. So we put some requests in and things like that. I put a re- put a request in and he uh, and he played it and he also gives a plug for the podcast. So thanks to Paul and, thanks, uh, Paul. and yeah, go and check go and check him out at Game Music Gaiden on Twitter. And uh, look for his podcast. It's, it's really good and uh, well researched. Uh, the other one would be uh, Aussie Arcade Forums as well. So cool. a guy called Triple uh, O. Um, he's uh, he's given some feedback before in podcast number one, and they've just set up a new uh, Aussie Arcade Main Gaming League competition. So if you're into video games, you're into the classic games, and you, um, you know just getting into it or you're a bit of a veteran and, you know, go for the high scores, go and check out Aussie Arcade, Main Gaming League, and, uh, and get involved in that. It's a lot of fun. It's something that I've been doing. Um, yeah, so that's a couple from me. HardcoreGaming101.net uh, is is a great website for research, so I've definitely used them for this podcast. They've got some interesting uh, facts. Yeah, they're an awesome Love stuff. Yeah, yeah love go, go and check them out. They they, they enlightened me on our type and a few things that I didn't know. Uh, so yeah, go and check them out. Uh, and obviously the Ten Pence Arcade podcast. So tenpencearcade.co.uk. And uh, those guys have given us a, a couple of plugs on their uh, website, and they're a great um, uh, podcast to go and listen to if you're from anywhere in the country. Um, in any country, uh, you'll you'll enjoy their podcast. So, Lovely, lovely. All right, uh, that's <laughs> me. Um, thanks for everyone. Lots of biscuits. Uh, the biscuits, yes, biscuits, custard creams, <laughs> custard creams. 
Oh, Sean. <laughs> Mr. Holly <laughs> makes me laugh so much. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, big shout out to yeah, to the boys, um, all my mates, everyone that supported us um, through you know, through all these podcasts. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much it, really. I mean, I could give a few plugs. Um, like like Tim said, there's a Retro Domination podcast. Um, also, Aaron and Co. with uh, Press Play and Tape podcast. Also, our sponsor. Jeez, how can so I forget our sponsor? Bartronica and Co. Miss Bartronica and uh, Pimble Paradise. So, uh, yeah, you're in Melbourne. Go play some Pimble, man. Go go, go past mm. Pimble Paradise. And then if you're closer in the more of the CBD area, go to Miss uh, go to Bartronica. There's Pimble and Arcade there and consoles. Yep. And if you're in the Geelong area, go to Miss Bartronica. They're actually having their one-year anniversary, so... Go there yeah. and hang out and have some uh, fun. That's cool. Bar- Bartronica has set up a uh, set up a really beautiful high score table in the in the uh, establishment there. So get down there and see if you can take some of them high scores off their uh, beautiful chalkboard that they've set up. And uh, they've they've also just posted some merchandise as well. So if you like your merchandise, you can uh, pick up some of the latest merchandise. Well, there you go. Well, that's all it. right. Okay. That's... Well. That's it with Tim. Done. Thanks very much for joining us, Tim. And uh, oh. yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, I really enjoyed the the master system coverage and oh, uh, what you've covered there, and your, your stories around it all. So that's cool. Oh, Definitely uh, get you dude. back on again if if you don't mind. <laughs> no. We'll get you back for some other games that you really like. I'm actually contractually <laughs> obligated to return on episode four. <laughs> 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 well, um, we'll, um, we'll get you on if 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 we do Wonder Boy, the original Wonder Boy. Oh, oh. I could talk about Wonder Boy all day. Maybe <laughs> an extended time podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, That'll no, no. Cheers, happy guys. It was, it was good. No worries. Okay, thanks everyone for joining us. And I wonder what Nick. I wonder what game we'll pick next, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's been some ideas thrown around on the Facebook page. So, yeah. um, if you, yeah, just before we go, two seconds. So. If you want to get uh, involved in the podcast, go and check out the Facebook page. It's a good way to uh, share your your thoughts, your interests, give feedback. Um, me and Daz, and maybe even Tim, uh, for this one, have been putting videos up of us playing the different games and different versions. So come and get engaged in that. It's a good way to uh, to prepare for the for the next episode. And the next game we're playing is R Type Two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez, imagine. Oh jeez. Oh, cool. Alright. Okay guys. Thanks right, guys. for joining us. Cool. See you later. Till next time. Bye. Bye.